You'll know when you have a wild woman. She'll practice her craft without boundaries. She is truly autonomous. Her loyalty is only to the family she serves, a midwife who will not allow herself to be held back by a system she didn't create. This podcast is for the birth keepers who want to grow and change. We're open to learning through self-reflection and supportive community. We are creating this space to explore without judgment. We are remembering we were born wild. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Born Wild podcast. This is your host, Leah. And Sophia. And Emma. What have you been up to this week, Leah? Just moving, moving, moving. I love moving, um, but it is tiring. So it's a good tired, but yeah, I'm like halfway into my new place and packing up my kids' stuff still. That's like the main, the main leftover things. But um, Thursday, hopefully I'll be out completely in my new place. So yay. Cheers to new Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. I love the chance to like reorganize everything and um setting up like a little desk with my cross stitch supplies and my books and everything so so that's kind of where my brain is at um what about you emma oh man this week has been um very interesting i I, i've shared a little bit on the podcast um about my conception journey um yeah, you know, it's been wild. My my wife and I are trying to have a second baby and um we went the fertility clinic route because we even though I'm a midwifery student, I just thought that would be easier, I guess. Um but we decided it felt right to try doing insemination at home and so We've been on that journey and I got to do um, my first IUI and that was really cool. And just in, I feel like it takes a lot of mental energy as well. I'm sure people out there that are trying to conceive can relate. It's like all you think about, it's like when you're in that mode, it's kind of just kind of draining because you're just like, that's all, it's all consuming. Um, but I'm also really hopeful and really excited. So yeah, everybody send us some, uh, good baby juju, please. Yes. Mm. Yes. And will you be allowing our followers to follow you on your journey? I guess so. I I didn't even mean to, but it looks like we're doing that. So, (laughs) (laughs) and you just found out a few days ago that people actually listen to our podcast. (laughs) I was very surprised by that because I've just, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I hadn't thought about people in my community listening. And then I heard that they are and I'm like, oh, well, okay. Um, but it's we, good. We were at a peer review and one of the midwives was like, oh yeah, I listened to the podcast. It's really great. And Emma got this like deer in headlights look on her face. Like <laughs> somebody actually listens. Oh no. But I know. <laughs> It's good. I'm glad we have listeners out there. <laughs> oh boy. Um, 
Yeah. So if you live in my town, please don't share my business. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how are you, Sophia? I'm good. We, um, we just had finished our first week of swim lessons for the kids, but it's that, um, like that infant swim rescue where they, it's like survival swim classes, not necessarily play swim. Um, and it's, it's intense, especially for my daughter. Um, she's still having a hard time with it. Uh, they said the first week there's usually a lot of crying, um, which was accurate. Um, my son, as of last Friday was like, this is fun. And he's really enjoying himself now. And she's still very scared. Um, the little girl before us, cause we've gotten to see the end of her session every time we show up and she is usually like crying hysterically in the pool and it's intense to watch. And today we showed up and she was like smiling and laughing and telling her mom, this is so much fun. And, and so I was just explaining to Gracie that, you know, to just keep going because you never know which lesson you'll be at where all of a sudden you're having fun and then it's not scary anymore. And right now it's scary for you, but it could be tomorrow is the lesson where you just start having fun. So I'm hoping it's um, going to happen for her soon. Um, but we have all the like calming sprays and her bunny and her baby that she's been giving birth to all day, every day. Uh, <laughs> um, and like all the things that bring her joy. <laughs> we have some like Bach flower essences for like grief and trauma. And so afterwards I spritz her all over and like throw her bunny and her baby at her and chill her out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty intense to watch her feel so scared. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what my week entailed because it's every single day for 10 minutes for each of them. So Monday through Friday, 10 minutes for Ben, 10 minutes for Grace um, for seven weeks. So we just finished our first week. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, today's um, a, um, a really fun birth story. I had interviewed both of the parents separately, um, but I thought that I would share their birth stories back to back. So the first story you're going to listen to is Cassie's account of her birth experience. Um, Cassie is very special to me. She's been a friend for a long time. Our mothers are friends and I was her doula a long time ago, I guess like 11, 12 years ago. It was one of my very first births. I want to say it was like the eighth birth I ever went to or something like that. And I was her doula. And I remember her saying to me, I'll never give birth without you again. And then 11 years later, um, she contacted me to be her midwife. So that was really sweet. And then, um, um, and Emma was at this birth with me. Um, and then that was our first birth together. Yes, it was our first birth together. Um, and then I was assisted by Lisa Rawson, who's up in Mendocino, because I don't normally serve that area. Um, and so I had a midwife who lived up there assist me just in case we had to go to the hospital. I wanted someone who knew, knew the system really well up there because I don't. Um, so then the second story you'll hear will be Jedi's story of his four birth experiences. Um, yeah, so we hope you enjoy. Hi, Cassie. Hello. Thanks for meeting up with me virtually. It's good to see you. It's been uh, almost a year. <laughs> I know. Yeah, 10 months. Well, 
Little yeah, laugh. I just wanted to check in with you about um, your experience. Um, but I wanted to touch base too because you have two children about um, your first birth. Um, and just a little uh, summary of how all that was and what led you to choose home birth for your second baby. Yeah, um, so with my firstborn, she's now eight years old. And <laughs> this is this is totally uh <laughs> comfortable and uh candid and yeah, yeah. she can she can be upset if she wants <laughs> i've always been um interested in doing you know having my babies outside of the hospital because i've never felt comfortable in a hospital um really never spent much time in a hospital and i just you know how sterile and the smell and it's not the way that I pictured having um my babies and so with my first birth I tried to do it at the birth center um in Santa Rosa and ended up getting transferred to the hospital um so I wasn't able to have the birth how I envisioned it and so this when I got pregnant again I really wanted to try for a home birth and can you tell me a little bit about um, like what conception was like, not actually the day of, but like, was it planned? Was it kind of su a surprise? You know, what was that like? Um, so I was actually using the copper IUD. Um, I had a pretty bad experience with it. I was having a lot of symptoms. Um, I was really moody, I was depressed, and um, I was getting a lot of acne. and. Somehow I was able to link the two together. I got on a Facebook group that um, I figured all these other women are having the same symptoms. Um, so I actually removed it, and that day I got pregnant. So it was, wow. <laughs> it was a surprise, um, but I definitely wanted two children, so it was like an unplanned surprise. <laughs> yeah, she, we, sometimes we'll say like, you need to like open the door to allow your next baby in, but you just had to like crack the window. <laughs> she just squeezed it. <laughs> she was ready. Cool. Do you um, recall like finding out you were pregnant and what that was like? Um, yeah, so I took a test. I had missed my period. Cause I'm really regular. So I always, I mean, to the day most of the time. So when I didn't get my period, um, I was like, there's no way, you know, I just took out the, the IUD and, cause it was only like a week or two later. Um, and so, you know, when I found out I was excited, um, my partner, he, <laughs> he was, ex I, I wouldn't say excited. <laughs> he already had um, four children. So, you know, he knew that we wanted to have one more, but he wasn't ready at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the pregnancy like for you? Was it pretty smooth? Did you have any hiccups along the way? Yeah, the pregnancy was really smooth. Um, I did get morning sickness um, pretty bad, but other than that, it was pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm so sleepy. She just learned the sign for water. Could you do the sign? Water? 
<laughs> oh. I love baby sign. It's so helpful. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, so your pregnancy was pretty smooth. At what point in your pregnancy did you decide you wanted a home birth? Um, so at first I went to just a regular doctor. Um, and just interacting with, um, I was at the birth center up here in Ukiah and, you know, they were great, but you saw a different provider every time and it just wasn't very personal. You kind of got in and out. Um, and I realized, okay, about halfway through my pregnancy, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to do a home birth. I want to do this and try and do it the way I always envisioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your partner was always on board or was that a hard sell or what was that like for you? Um, his other children have been born, uh, two of his other children had been born at home. So he was used to that. Um, and then he did have one child in the hospital. So um, he really wanted a home birth as well. That's, that makes things so much easier when you don't have somebody you have to like convince. Yes, yes. Yeah. Was there anybody else in your life who um, was a hard sell or was everyone kind of on board? Did you tell people or did you kind of keep it to yourself? I told, you know, obviously my parents and they, um, I think in the back of their mind, they're a little worried just because, you know, they're used to more conventional, you know, hospitals and doctors, um, but they really didn't express it because they knew I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyway. So um, I think they just kind of accepted it. I did talk to a friend about it and she kind of, you know, was trying to put fear into me and tell me a story about her friend. And, um, I just didn't let that, you know, bother me. I knew what I wanted to do. So Yeah, it was really sweet when I got the call from you because I was your doula the first time around eight years yeah. ago. And so to hear that you wanted a home birth and you wanted me to support you, it felt like, wow, this is fun. This is like full circle uh, to do this That's again. Together. I wanted you to be a part of my birth, whether it was a doula or midwife, you know, because I had such a good experience with you in my past birth, you know, that didn't go very well or didn't go as planned. And you were there really advocating for me. Um, and I, I, I stole your placenta from the hospital, right? Because they weren't going to give it to you. Yeah, right. you stole my placenta, and you know they were trying to cut me to a was it episiotomy or uh -huh. you didn't let that happen and and things. I was I was so out of it. I was in full labor, giving birth, and you know you were the voice that I wasn't able to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew I wanted you at my birth. But when I found out you're a midwife, I was like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a typical area that I serve too, but I didn't even think twice. I was like, of course I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right, so take me to the end of your pregnancy and like realizing you're in labor. Was it start, stop? Was it just like, you know, this is on? Like, what was that going into labor like? And what was your labor like? So I had always heard that, you know, your second child you have early or right away. So I was picture she was born on January 16th. So I was thinking I was, around Christmas, I thought I was going to have the baby. But um, she was due or born? Um, she was born on January 16th. Mm -hmm. But for 
reason, in my mind, I thought she was going to come early. Mm-hmm. So that last month was really long, you know, and I think she was actually born like a week or two after her due date. So um, it was long. I just had to keep trusting that, um, you know, my body will do it when it's ready. Because I'm part of a due, a due date group online. And so all these women were getting induced and, um, you know, I felt like the only one that was like going past 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just trusted in my body and um, the last few weeks were just hard. Um, I, ha- I was having some back pain and um, it just wasn't as comfortable. You know, I got one of those bouncy balls and started bouncing on it, but um, I just kind of trusted the whole process and that really helped. And then I started getting contractions. I want to say the night before they were coming on um, lightly. And then when I woke up the next morning, they were just really light all day um, and started getting stronger and stronger towards nighttime. Um, And I didn't want you to get there too soon because I was you know, worried with the drive. I didn't want you to have to go home and like drive back. So I was trying to push it as long as possible. Um, but then Jedi was like, if you don't call Sophia, I'm going to call her. <laughs> it was pretty like, rainy that night, yeah? If yeah. Uh-huh. It actually snowed that morning. That's right. Yeah, the next like, morning it snowed. Yeah. Um, and so he made me call you because I was, I, it was pretty hard to talk during the contractions at that point. And it was getting late, and so I'm glad I did because she was born pretty quickly after you got there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and another fun note, I remembered you were pregnant at the same time as your dog. Yeah, yeah. We had just sold our last puppy like a week or two before I gave birth. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that was sweet to get to like yeah. watch them grow up, you know, during our appointments. Yeah. So, so what was labor like? What was the actual like moment of birth like for you? If you think back in those very first hours after. Um, I mean, I think the hardest part was the the part to get up to that transition before I started pushing. Um, that when I look back, that's the most like pain I can remember. Um, but then when I was ready to start pushing I felt like there was almost like time to breathe it gave me the contractions were like stacked up on each other so close and it was so painful there was no really time to get a breath in but then once I moved past transition into the pushing stage I was like oh okay I can like breathe you know um and then yeah that was the hardest part I would say it was maybe an hour, hour and a half that was, you know, pretty tough. Um, but then when I got to the pushing, I had a fear in my mind from pushing with my previous daughter because she was, uh, what was it, sunny side up? Um, yeah, the- posterior. Posterior. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did have a fear around pushing, but since she was transported during pushing with her. I was transported during pushing, yeah. Because I pushed for like three hours. I couldn't get her out. Um, but with Jade, 
she was the right way. So compared to the last time, it was, you know, like a walk in the park. Yeah. And you were in the birth tub. I was in the birth tub and that helped so much. That really, really, I remember both, both births, the birth tub was just really, really, really relaxing and uh, brought some comfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, is there any memory about like the actual moments of birth or like the moments right after she was born that you recall? Um, Um, right before birth, I remember she was, you know, it felt like forever because I felt like she, I was waiting for the last contraction to come while she was like halfway in, halfway out. Um, that just felt like a long time waiting. And then when she finally came out, um, I remember my daughter running in and she had been in the other room. I thought she was sleeping and she came in and she was like, we thought she was sleeping the whole time. She was like just silently listening, waiting. And that was a sweet moment. Um, you know, and, and my, I remember my dog coming up, like during the contractions and comforting me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, do you remember um, your placenta being born? Um, I do remember that. I wanted to get out of the tub. Um, it was kind of taking a little longer than I wanted, but I think it was, I delivered the placenta within 30 minutes yeah. of board, if I can remember correctly. Mm -hmm. But it was just something I kind of just wanted to get over with and rest with my baby. Like, I just want to be done at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was there anything in those, like, first few hours postpartum that stood out to you, um, for better or worse, or what was that like? I would say in the very beginning, because she was born around 2 a.m., and you're already so exhausted, and then it's kind of like you leave, and you're just left with this baby, and Jedi was sleeping, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> what do I do? I'm tired, and now I have a baby at this <laughs> So it's definitely an adjustment. Mm -hmm. And what about the first few weeks um, postpartum? What was it like with her? How was she as a baby? They were great. Um, I really felt like I healed super fast. Like everything shrunk back really fast. Um, pain was minimal. I mean, the next day I was up, you know, doing stuff and laundry and, you know, I... Um, there was no tearing or no real pain. I bought that spray, like the numbing spray, and I never even used it. So yeah, the, the recovery time was really, really fast. Um, and my friends and everyone were super supportive. They brought food and meals. And so I just took, you know, felt taken care of and loved. Good. Do you recall the uh, middle of the night phone call in the early weeks? Oh, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think I tried to block that out. <laughs> yeah, so she was just screaming and was inconsolable for hours. I want to say five hours. I think I called you after like three hours. 
in the middle of the night. Um, and what I'm thinking it is, is it just, she was hungry and my milk wasn't fully coming in. She just wanted to nurse constantly. And I think I was just didn't have enough food for her. Mm -hmm. And she was hungry is what I think. Um, yeah, part of my thoughts were, um, there's this way that we can like replay our past traumas as a way to like heal them. Um, and I do recall with your first baby that there was this period in the hospital where all she did was scream yeah. and she couldn't even nurse. And, you know, um, she was born by vacuum and we ended up, I had no idea. I was a new doula. And so I, I think I went on some forums and asked around like any advice and everyone was like, cranial sacral Cairo, cranial sacral Cairo, cranial sacral Cairo. And I was like, okay, like, and so I just Googled some people and asked them if they'd see a new baby who wouldn't stop crying. And um, you guys had to like sign against medical advice, did you, to leave? Or because they wanted like breastfeeding established before, but she just couldn't. Yeah. Um, can you speak a little bit to that? Because it was very, at least for me, like not triggering of that experience, but very familiar, like, oh, this is, not that it's like playing out and it's like bound to happen again, but like it was something that you needed to heal from. So it was like giving you the opportunity almost. Yeah, definitely. No, that was really hard, especially being my first born is you have no idea. I'm like, oh, wow, this is what having a baby is. They just scream constantly because I didn't know. Um, and I remember the nurses at the hospital were, you know, getting frustrated because they didn't really know what was wrong either. Uh, and then when you told us any advice we're like okay let's do that you know because we trusted you and so we took her straight out of the hospital I think the same you know like afternoon we you had made us an appointment for the chiropractor as well as the cranial sacrum and then after that she was just a completely different baby she latched on was nursing and um she was just normal you know she wasn't screaming so looking back I think she was just in a lot of pain mm -hmm. yeah and how can you eat if you're in pain yeah and I remember my memory if it's right says that like all they were really offering you was breastfeeding support and like you know baby Tylenol or something equivalent yeah. to like you know and she would just scream until she you know fell asleep you know um yeah, so it just like when she was having this screaming thing, I remember I like even got on the phone in the middle of the night with a chiropractor and was like, "Are we? Do we need to do this again? Like, what is happening? Like, because there was no trauma necessarily in her birth. Like, you caught your own baby. It was you know us just witnessing, and you know you and your partner just gave birth to her and picked her up and." Um, but birth just inherently can be traumatic and a lot of pressure. And so that was where my mind was going like, oh, is this playing out again? But she never ended up, it was kind of like, oh, I think as we were planning it all, you were like, okay, she just fell asleep. Like, let me reach out if this like picks up again. And so we held off on it and then it was just never needed. Yeah. And then I think my milk came in that next day really strong and then she was fine. Yeah, she screamed it in. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, awesome. Um, do you have any um, 
takeaways from your birth experiences, like lessons learned or, you know, gifts you feel like your children brought you through the experiences or any um, advice for anyone listening? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I would just, you know, trust your body and know that we're designed to have babies, you know, women's bodies are designed to have babies. And I feel like there's a lot of fear, you know, um, and information that's fear-based in the whole um, subject of birthing, you know, from my mind, as a child, you see all these crazy things on TV or birth is scary, you know, um, and just not to fear it. And that's what I love about having you as my midwife is you really didn't do much during the birth. You just let me and my body just do its thing, you know, and you were there for support and so that I felt comfortable, you know, um, in case something were to go wrong and I needed you, but um, you just really let me um, birth on my own. You know, you didn't tell me when to push or um, like check me during the course of, you know, my labor. In your pregnancy, I never checked you once. Yeah. No. Not needed. No, I think just to trust in your body, really, um, and not to fear birth, you know. Yeah. Great. Well, it's so great getting to chat with both of you. Thanks for making a debut, Jade. You wait. She's got this like curly little wisp in the front. It's so cute. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you again, Cassie. And hopefully we'll chat again soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Sophia. Yeah. Hi, Jedi. Thank you for joining me. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I just wanted to chat with you about you. You actually have a few home birth experiences. Um, maybe you could give me a little background to the births you had before we worked together and just kind of like how home birth even came into like your mind or were you hesitant at all? You know, sometimes partners can be hesitant. Um, and so were you just like game the whole time or what was your process around like deciding on a home birth the first time? Okay, yeah, so my background is um, starts a long time ago, about 39 years ago, when I was born in a little uh, two-bedroom shack with no PG&E. That's right, and, I forgot you said that. So, yeah, so um, I, was, I was done as a home birth, um, and, um, you know, I was my mom's, um, I think, second home birth. You know, she had her, her first she had in the hospital. Back then, um, hospital births were far different than they are today, you know, back in the uh, 70s and 80s, you know, they, they took the babies away from the mom right away, you know, and so part of the movement back then, you know, um, back then when I was born was back to the earth, you know, and have, have babies at home and um, that was a pretty um, new concept back then, you know, and so um, Fast forward, you know, 20 something years when I had my first, um, you know, I, I had my first in a hospital and um, it was here in Ukiah. It was, um, you know, it was a great setting, you know, that was awesome, but um, I wanted to have a home birth. And so um, that 
I've had um, now three, th- I've done three babies, home, home birth. Mm-hmm. So I have a um, 11 year old. Were you like wanting a home birth at the first and like your partner was a little hesitant or like why the hospital the first time? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, this is the partner I was with um just didn't feel comfortable with a home birth and they wanted you know they wanted that um I guess what would you call the um safety of the hospital you know I mean home births aren't aren't for everybody you know um it's um there's a lot of uh, I guess maybe stigma around it or something you know or just a lot of caution or a lot of fear a lot of you know um just unknown for a lot of people you know and so you know, home births make some people nervous, but um, going through the process, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do it any other way unless I didn't have a choice about it, you know? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, especially working with, with uh, you know, a, a midwife like yourself and um, Lisa. So uh, Lisa was actually, uh, she actually worked on um, my second home birth. So that was the second time I worked with Lisa, you know, and it's just, um, it's really a magical process, you know, to see, you know, that, that whole process, you know, transfold, you know, and it's, it's an ancient process, you know, and, um, and it's just magical and being in, 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 in your own home, I think it just makes it, uh, that much more powerful of an experience. Um, just, uh, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in, in the home birth, you know? How, how were the experiences? Were they pretty like smooth and straightforward? Were there any bumps along the way, either during prenatal or labor? Um, no, all the, uh, let's see, all the um, prenatal, everything was good. Everything was good. Um, the first home, the first home birth uh, went off. Um, no, no. No, um, no problems. Um, the second one was a little bit uh, more intense. So the umbilical cord got wrapped around the baby's neck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was definitely some tense moments after she came out. She didn't breathe for a, very, a long time. And so um, that was, um, yeah, that was definitely um a little bit uh it was that was a little bit tough watching yeah. that process happen did, did the midwives breathe for yeah they did yeah. yeah they actually did some mouth to mouth for there and um and then you know all of a sudden she just started crying so mm-hmm. um you know it, like i said it's just a it's a uh, magical process you know so you guys were able to stay home and with that baby too. You didn't have to go to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, they got right. the baby. They got her. To, they got her to breathe, and the, you know, she the color came into her. You know, she. Yeah, sometimes it just takes a little while for babies, and and like the cord around the neck. That I see that in like you know, it's like a third of births. Um, it's a pretty common thing, and most of the time, it's like loose enough and everything. Sometimes you know, it can like just shock the babies a little bit if it's really tight and squeezy, not because they don't breathe that way, you know, they're breathing through their umbilical cord. So, but just like having something constrict around your throat can be like shocking for some babies. Yeah. And they just take a little bit of time to come around. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was the deal on that one. Mm -hmm. And then um, the last one that was, was with you was definitely, I think the, the most like um, just, uh, it's most natural, you know, that, that maybe what happened in the water, you know? Um, and so on the so other ones, the first, the other ones weren't water births. Well, we had the, you know, we had the tub set up, but they didn't actually, you know, when it came time to push, it's just the, the just the mom didn't want to be in the tub, yeah. or, you so know, I mean, it's just kind of at that point, it's just, however, you know, to get that last thing yeah. done, it's whatever, you know, it's however they want to do it, however, right. um, you know, so, um, yeah, so that was really an awesome um, thing to see, you know, because, you know, because she, she came out in the water and then, you know, she was able to just kind of like float in the water, you know, and she, you know, she didn't have to come up and that was, that was the most like amazing part of any of the birth, you know, is having them, having the baby be like, you know, she just was like in, in the water, you know, and you, you were like, no, she doesn't have to come out. She can just stay in there. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, no, no, there, you know, and then, you know, and of course, you know, um, one of the, one of the biggest things about home birth is that, um, you know, the father can help out more, a lot more so than a lot of times when it comes to a hospital, you know, like I was able to catch, you know, um, all three of my babies that I did, you know, on, um, at a home birth, you know, yeah. and so that, you know, that bond that's created in those, those first moments of the baby's life, you know, um, they last forever, you know, and so um, it's just powerful, powerful yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is beautiful. I know I'm just like flashing back to the image of her, you know, the head coming out and her being like, what do I do now? And it's just like, yeah, whatever you're doing, you know, just wait till the next contraction and like that moment when like she's half in, half out and, you know, you can just like, you know, see her between the worlds while you're waiting for like the next sensation to push her out. And then I remember she was like right up on mama's chest and she started crying right away. And then big sister, like just came barely then <laughs> because we thought she was asleep, but she was really just like quietly listening the whole time, just waiting for the baby. It was so sweet. Yeah. It's kind of hard to sleep through that uh, process there. You know I mean? Yeah. It's definitely not a quiet, um, process yeah yeah um when Lisa and I we were just out of birth um on Jade's birthday but like a year later it was sweet yeah. like we were ch chatting about it and she was remembering that Blondie your guys's dog because she had gotten pregnant and had puppies during Cassie's pregnancy and during labor she kept bringing Cassie all of her toys like to the like right by the tub she was laboring in the tub she just kept like bringing all her toys like just like I need to comfort you like I know what you're going through it's really cute yeah, totally. yeah she's a smart dog and uh, she's a sweet dog too so she um yeah she was right there like you know it's the all all hands on deck all all paws on deck you know yeah, it was a sweet experience for me because um, I had supported Cassie at the very beginning of my career in birth work and I was her doula and like then to have mm. her call and say she was pregnant, wanted to do a home birth 
I was like, oh, it feels such like full circle for me, you know, like the beginning stages of me learning about birth work and supporting her. And I remember when she had her baby, she was like, I would never do this without you. <laughs> and then yeah. you know, years later, calling me and wanting to do a home birth. And yeah, I just loved how smooth it was. And, um, and honestly, like, I remember laughing when I charted her like blood loss, because I was like, I guess I'll call it something that she actually had absolutely none. <laughs> it was like, we called it like yeah. a bloodless birth. There was like no blood loss. She just didn't bleed. It was amazing. And I think her bleeding stopped in like a week after or something. It was very yeah. <laughs> She's a real, she's a tough woman, you know? Um, and, um, you know, I, my hat goes off to all you, all the women that, you know, go through the process and, you know, and you midwives that, you know, guide us through because, you know, it is a natural process, but you know we we can't do it alone. You know, is you know from all the times that you go in and you know check the heartbeat and you know all the you know all the reassuring and you know that goes along you know from from the time you know we bring you on board to the, you know to the time you know you you bring her in the world and then it, and then it continues after you know I mean. You know, we still have the, you know, the umbilical cord that you, um, you know, you um, wrapped up in, in, uh, in, a, in a, like dehydrate. Uh, yeah, in a love, it says love on it, you know, and wrapped around and it dries, you know, and then also, you know, the, the capsules and, you know, all the follow up and, you know, all the making sure, you know, all the all the stuff done after as far as the testing and, you know, helping out with uh, birth certificate and social security, you know, and all, you know, all that stuff, a lot of stuff that, you know, gets done at the hospital, you know? Um, yeah. And normally you're just almost not even part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, that's a big, big piece of the puzzle, you know, just yeah. having that experience. So, you know, we can't thank you enough for, you know, <laughs> Yeah, what you did for us, and you know, it was like it was like sitting with a sister. You know, uh, I've known her for so long. It was so sweet to be with somebody that I was already like that comfortable with. You know, yeah. Um, I have a question about usually, like, if there if a partner has any hesitations about home birth, like the main three questions that they have for us is um, the safety. They want to know about the safety and the what ifs. the cost because a lot sometimes it's covered by insurance but a lot of times it's not and um cleanup like she just had a baby she's not going to clean up the mess like am i going to get stuck with the mess you know so were there like anything about those three things that came up for you when you were deciding on home birth um yeah so um you know safety is something that you know i've I feel comfortable with the process, you know, um, like I said, I was, I was a home birth and I know a lot of people that have home births, you know, um, you know, we, you know, we had it at home, you know, we're only 10, I mean, what are we 15 minutes away from a hospital, you know, so, you know, that, that did play into the, into the factor being semi close to a hospital, just, you know, in case something does happen, you know, being close, um, so, you know, that, that definitely feels good. Um, 
as far as the cleanup, um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you know, you guys, I think there was three of you. Yeah, there was you, um, Lisa, and then there was, well, there was two of you, and then Lisa came over later. So, yeah, I mean, there yeah, was Emma was with and, us, and I actually just took her on as a full-time student um, recently. Yeah, so Emma was a, is a student midwife, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, I mean, we, I think our baby came at like three in the morning or something, you know, um, it was in the middle of the night, you know, and so. Didn't it start snowing like that next morning or something? Yeah, it, it started, yeah, it actually, Cassie <laughs> just reminded me of that. It started snowing, um, you know, and I think, you know, the baby came at three in the morning and, you know, I passed, you know, I hung out with the baby for a couple hours and then I was exhausted and, you know, you know, I fell asleep and then I woke up and the tub was folded up, all the, you know, all the towels were in the laundry, you know, the, all the, you know, the kitchen was clean. Um, so yeah, you know, um, we definitely, we definitely got our money's worth, you know. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite parts is like leaving the house with no sign that a birth happened, except that there's a baby, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that part. It's like this, you know, the, the, the stork came and just dropped off a baby, <laughs> yes, you know. Exactly, you got a package. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, as far as the cost, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much, um, I forget how much it even costs, you know, um, but like I said, it was worth, you know, it's worth every penny to us because, you know, that that time is is, is precious, you know, and so for me and Cassie and my partners, it's just, you know, it's something that we, we value, you know? And so, you know, when it comes down to, is it, you know, is it cost effective or was it worth it? It comes down to, you know, it comes down to value, you know, is that something that, you know, you're going to value and that's something we definitely will do over time and time again, you know, if, if we have an opportunity. So yeah, it was a priority for you. Yeah. 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 No, I was really happy that she was, you know, wanted to do a home birth, you know, like you, a lot of people just don't, are, are you know, afraid of home births. Right. You know, yeah. I remember she, she called me and said she was pregnant, wanted to do home birth. And I said, um, cause we hadn't met. And I was like, so what does your partner think about it? Is he on board? She's like, Oh yeah, he's done this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. What was um, is there anything that stood out for you in like the postpartum, um, like the early postpartum? I do remember like there was one night where Cassie called me because Jade had been up for like, I think it was like five hours at that point, just crying. And this must have been the first week, even or like she was five days older, I don't know, something like that. The number five is popping up in my head, but do you remember that night? And um, yeah. anything else yeah. that came out to you in the postpartum? Yeah, yeah, I do remember that night, you know, um, that was a pretty rough night. It was one of those times when, you know, the, the baby uh, just couldn't be comforted, you know? Um, I think it was the night I also ran you know, I ran and got her first pacifier that night in the middle of the night, you know, because, Anything. you know, yeah, you're just like, you know, grasping the straws, you know, um, mm -hmm. 
but that you know that's going to happen with a baby you know there's going to be times when you know they're going to cry and uncontrollably you know and so um you just gotta you just gotta weather the storm yeah. You know? um, yeah but having you know able to call you and you know have you tell us that this you know everything's you know fine this is normal you know uh, definitely you know makes us feel better that you know we're not being bad parents or something's not wrong with the baby or you know it's just you know it's that that level of like reassurance that you know we're doing all that we can yeah um, to me it it struck me as like almost cassie's trauma from her last birth coming through like not her last birth trauma but like because sequoia just cried nonstop for a couple days um until she was able to get to chiropractor and cranial sacral and then she just like stopped crying you know um and they weren't gonna even let her out of the hospital you know and they just like left and got that done um and so there was like a way where i was like hearing the story and i was like i wonder like if this is manifesting because cassie needs to like push past that this isn't that story anymore, you know? And like this, this baby doesn't have to, you know, be saved necessarily by somebody else. Like she can just ride it out and then she can be okay. Um, because mm-hmm. I remember we like got a chiropractor and she was gonna like come in an hour or whatever, like, cause she had to drive way up there. And, and like, as soon as we had it dialed in that somebody was gonna go up there, she stopped and she went to sleep. And then it was like, not a thing, you know? And so we told the Cairo not to come and we're like, we'll just be in touch if it's a thing again. And then it just like, wasn't a thing. And it was like, yeah, to me, it was just so like reminiscent of that other experience. I was like, I wonder if it was just like something within her that needed to like sort itself out. Like it hadn't fully healed her last experience with that. You yeah, know? I mean, I could see, I could see something like that happening. Mm-hmm. you know i think um eventually if they cry long enough they get so tired they gotta fall asleep you know yeah. um so you know but i'll i'll um i'll, I'll kind of speak to that that it, um, you know having a midwife like you you know it's you know the um the care extends i think it was six weeks right about you know we yeah we at the doing. time it was I, i've actually extended my care for the first year postpartum I just, oh, really? I just changed everything this year um, wow. because I recognize that like that first year, there are so many huge changes in that first year. And it just seems mm-hmm. silly to end care so early. Six weeks feels so early to me now. So um, mm-hmm. I'm doing, I was calling it like nine months in, nine months out, but I've been, you know, basically being with them for the first year on and off um, because I feel like there's just so many referrals and like at six months mama's ready to like talk about her body and her pelvic floor and all these things that she's like kind of moving out of the like being totally absorbed with the baby at six weeks she's still all about the baby you know but at six months you know she's ready to talk about her body and you know things like that so I think the referrals feel more appropriate later on in that first year um yeah so so that's exciting to be able to like stay with the family until the following birthday and everything um and my hope is that in changing that in my practice other midwives will you know 
do the same and then the postpartum bar will just be raised and that will be like baseline and normal and you know um yeah i think it's helpful to have support that first year yeah well that is um you know far beyond the care you're going to get from a hospital birth you know i mean if you go to hospital birth and your baby's crying in the middle of the night they're going to say oh take it to the emergency room right. you know you're not you're not going to have a physician's cell phone number to call in the middle of the night to, you know to like calm you down and you know and so you know um yeah. Yeah. it can save you a trip to the er you yeah know? And, and that baby getting poked and prodded because they have to cover all their bases now that you're in here yeah yeah you know and yeah. you know if you think something's wrong with your baby you know you'll you'll rush that baby to the hospital you know mm -hmm. fast. so um so yeah that was you know that's a huge piece of the puzzle for us and mm -hmm. the reassurance yeah and i mean that's yeah. our job in birth most of the time too is to be able to say this is normal you know like yeah that's normal yeah, totally. the reassurance yeah. that this is normal <laughs> feel yeah, like yeah, that's class on like how many ways can we say this is normal oh yeah that looks normal <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can still hear the heartbeat yeah yeah Sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking time to chat with me. I loved hearing your experiences. And I totally forgot that you were born at home. I'm so jealous. I'm always jealous of people born at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, it was good to see you. Have a good night. Yeah, awesome. Okay, great. You too. Bye. Tell your family love. I will. <laughs>